0: The Business Edition of 21 Minutes with KKB is proudly brought to you by
1: MTN Business Broadband. First National Bank. How can we help you? This advert is FDA approved.
0: when I see you doing all of these things with plants, I begin to ask myself why is it that she couldn't find anything going with her life? Why focus on plants? What, what is it with plants?
2: So, um, basically my life goal is to find a cure for
0: epilepsy. Epilepsy? Yeah. Okay.
2: So, um, epilepsy is a condition that affects the
0: brain. Why, why epilepsy? Of all the things that could find the cure for HIV, for instance, you make millions, cancer, you make several billions. Why epilepsy?
2: Okay, so I turned into epilepsy mainly because of my interaction with epileptic patients okay. um, in the hospital. Yes. As you know, I'm a pharmacist. Yeah. Yes. So in my clinical work, I have come across a lot of people who are suffering from epilepsy. Mm. and uh, The special thing about epilepsy is that it has no cure. So it got me thinking that patients who suffer from epilepsy have to live their whole life with a condition without any hope at all that maybe someday um, they are going to be free of the condition. So based on the skills I have, I just thought that it was one way I could contribute right. to
0: society. Yes. Right. Interesting. So, uh, how far have you come in that process? Are you getting any closer to finding that cure? <laughs> yes,
2: so I have worked on quite a number of plants. Yes, because plants tend to contain a lot of substances that okay. have the potential to be medicines. Right. Yes. So, in my line of work, we screen a lot of plants. I've worked on hundreds of plants. But the thing about drug development is it actually takes quite some time, an average of 10 years. Yes. So we have come quite far in um, identifying some of these substances that have the potential to be medicines. Yes. So the next step is actually to um, do what we term formulation, okay. that is, we'll make them into suitable medicines and then. Um, Test them, Test
0: them in humans. Yes. Interesting. Let's go back a bit and take a look at you starting life, uh, thinking of what you could become in future. And while several people would, I, I remember when I was a kid, I said, Me, I'll be a pilot. And then I grew up, I went to the secondary school, they said, Geography, I failed. So I realized, No, 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 this is not my field. Mathematics, do I feel? I, I, I wasn't very good there. So for you, is it the case that all through the process, your mind was on me trying to do something, to cure something, uh, like epilepsy. Is that what you had in mind all through the world growing up?
2: No. I- Interestingly, my story has not been mm. too different from yours. Mm. Um, I, I was a smart child, I won't mm. lie. So oh, you
0: were smart, then you are yes. different from me. <laughs> <you. laughs> I was a smart child.
2: So, you know, in our society, right. um, everybody says you have to be a medical doctor. That's true. true. Yes. But actually there's this story I always tell. When I was a teenager, about fifteen, mm-hmm. what I actually wanted to be was the president of the World Bank. Oh. I had no idea what he did. But there's but more go. Yes I knew <laughs> yes, he looked very important when okay. I saw him on television right. and I, I, I just felt I wanted this man's job. Ah. Yes. So um, even though the consensus was I I have to be a medical doctor, I actually went to Wesley Girls High School as a general arts student, reason being I desperately wanted to learn French and you know the way the curriculum is, you have to be an arts student to have that opportunity. So I actually started off in the arts class, but just like you, I didn't like jogging, <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't stand the jogging And mm. uh, after some time in the arts class I just felt like this place wasn't for me. Mm. Yeah. So I asked to be switched to the science class. Yes. Yeah. So I actually joined the science class very late, they were far advanced, it was almost time for exams and I had to join the science class so I, I really really had to catch up but I did extremely well. But this my was, still in, exam. Yes, this was okay. still in the first year? Yes, this was still in the first year. I did extremely well mm. on my exam. Right. Yes. In fact, I taught my chemistry paper. So I knew for a fact that science was something mm. that mm. came to me naturally. And, cocoa yes. Crack. Yes. All and right. it was something I, I had to do. Yes. And then I came to KNUSD and then I came into the, the pharmacy right. program.
0: Yes. I see. Okay. So for many who don't know, including myself, a mile ago, um, I, I would have thought that somebody doing pharmacy, or, of course, you've gone to the university, studied pharmacy, pharmacist and the like. Some somehow, you happen to hear of some bank in the, somewhere in the mix that you're doing something in the bank or banks even?
2: Yes. Um, so I've always been interested in money. I actually have had and uh, since in the bank I, I had the opportunity to work um in i had the opportunity to work in echo bank okay. but um those experiences still didn't do it for me okay. yes so i have tried um, other things i'm a pharmacist i've done clinical okay. pharmacy i've done community pharmacy yes but i don't quite feel at home like i do when i am in the lab
0: I see. So forget about all the money you can make in the bank and say, nah, nah, I want to go to the lab, just go and wear some white robe and make some small money. Rather?
2: Well, you can still make money here if you want to. There are still um, avenues for you to, to make money. Drug development is um, one of the fastest way of making money. That's true. Money. Yes. That's true. If I develop, um, if I discover a molecule that everybody's been looking for, I would get paid money for ip right to that molecule mm. yes so over here it's, it's just like any other job you can make the money if you intend to make the money
0: take a look at uh, some of the things um, you encounter on a regular when you're doing some of these what's this by the way this i see a lot of these things here
2: um this is um, stem back or chat in english or tree. okay so <laughs> <laughs> you know the, the tree right. the tree is covered with material which yes. we call the back. The back, yeah. yes. So that's hard, woody substance. Right. Yes. So you have some of it covering mm-hmm. the middle part of the tree that's the stem. Mm-hmm. You have some of it covering the base, which, which are the woods. Yeah. Yes. So um, depending on the information we get from the traditional medical practitioners, we take the part of the plant which they claim mm-hmm. to have whatever activity we are looking for. Right. Yes. So for instance, they can tell you that the activity is in the back that covers the stem of the tree. So this is just the back that has been taken mm. off from just the stem
0: of the, the tree. tree. Okay, so is that to suggest that without these traditionalists or herbalists, um, actually finding the exact thing a tree, a particular tree, can help with maybe a bit of a challenge?
2: Yes, definitely. In fact, we depend on them a lot for the knowledge. Yes.
0: So... But they say you don't respect
2: them. It is, it's dicey. We, we actually do. Mm. But they are, they are very secretive. You know a lot of them have the knowledge being passed down yeah. from generation to generation, yes. And so everybody is sort of trying to protect their knowledge, right. yes. It is not true that we don't respect them. In fact, we collaborate with them a lot. Mm. We collaborate with them to the extent that we actually have a resident herbalist Mm. in the Faculty of Pharmacy. So he acts as a liaison between academia and the traditional medical Mm. practitioners. Because if I should walk to them Mm. just as me, um, I'll be viewed as an imposter who is trying to steal their knowledge. Mm. So we have... He is actually a traditional medical practitioner who has been employed in the university. So yes. what
0: do you say? or what, what comes to mind when you hear some of these traditionalists you speak of, speak, talk about the fact that, uh, well, there's a cure for HIV, or they have a cure for cancer, they have a cure for probably even, <laughs> and the like. Uh, scientifically, we've not been able to prove any of these. But some say they do have Recently, there was uh, something of the sort in the news about a particular product having the ability to kill HIV. I'm sure you quite remember. And all of the things that came. So, when you hear some of these things, that, what comes to mind? Where do we even draw the line?
2: Um, we can't exactly say they are lying. Yes, we don't have evidence either way. You don't have evidence to the fact that they are lying or they are telling the truth. That is where scientists like me come in. Mm-hmm. Our job is actually to put some validation to the claims that they make. Right. Yes. So, for instance, if they claim that they have something that can cure HIV and they are willing to let us test it, we actually do test it to see whether they, their claims are true. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, I am interested in epilepsy. So I test a lot of the plants that they clean can um, cure epilepsy or can manage epilepsy. So far, with the majority of the plants I have um, tested, their claims are actually true. Mm.
0: Banana, strawberry, chocolate, malt, coconut. What's the fifth one? Banana! Banana! Okay dad, including mocha, Cowboy has five flavors. Banana, strawberry, chocolate, malt, and coconut. What is the fifth one? Strawberry! No! <sighs> uh, are you feeling hot? Honey, including mocha, Cowbell has five flavors strawberry, banana, choco malt, coconut. What's the fifth one?
1: Choco malt? Coconut! Ay! Nutritious and refreshing, Cowbell has a flavor for everyone. They think I don't know. Cowbell, our this advert is FDA approved. As we get older, we want to start achieving our goals. Whether it is to pay for home improvements, fund a passionate side gig, expand your business, fund retirement, travel or to help a family member onto the property ladder. Equity Release is a way of releasing part of the value of your home without ever having to move out to help you accomplish those dreams. So how does Equity Release work? Equity Release is available to all homeowners money is released from your home in the form of cash that you can do whatever you like with how much you can release depends mainly on your age and the value of your property you can release equity in your existing home today by mortgaging a portion of your home which is the most popular form of equity release where you take out a loan against your home and continue living there equity release is a big decision but finding the right bank could open doors to the things you've always dreamed of whatever they may be if you are considering releasing equity from your home give First National Bank a call in your initial consultation you'll have the opportunity to ask any question you may have and your advisor will help you find the best solution fit for you First National Bank has helped many Ghanaians get on the property ladder If you missed out on Yoho 2021, then you must take advantage of Build Up 2022. Give us a call on 0242-435-050 and 0800-770-522 or head over to any of our branches across the country and talk to one of our friendly home loans consultants. First National Bank, Bank of the Changeables. First National Bank, how can we help you?
0: Hi guys, Accra 2002 Year Group, it's been 20 years since we left school, 20 years of God's goodness. 20 years also gives us an opportunity to host our teachers. We are hosting the Teachers Appreciation Day on the 2nd of December at 2pm at the Agri Chapel. It's an opportunity to fellowship with each other and to spend time with our teachers and to honor them most importantly. I want to see you there. We want to come in our numbers. We want to have some fun and want to be a blessing to our teachers. So again, it's on the 2nd of December at 2 p.m. at the Agri Chapel. I want to see you there. Come, let's have fun together. Bye. So we could have a cure for ACE right here in Ghana.
2: It is possible. The problem is, The options that are available to us are so many. It is almost impossible for us to test all the plants True. in the country, yes. True. But then it is, it is highly possible. Mm. Yes.
0: Okay, let's take a look at something else. And I'm sure this will be of interest to a lot of men. You see, people go out there and they say, Bites and then they have all of these concoctions mixed up in there. Um, I have followed and heard some of your colleagues suggest that such things, actually don't do anything, and it's actually a psychological thing. So some will say once you take this particular aphrodisiac, even though it may not have been tested or approved by the FDA as an aphrodisiac, uh, they will go ahead to suggest to you it gives you the ability to do A, B, C, D in 47 hours or something of the sort and it gets a lot of people excited. Um, How realistic are those claims also?
2: So, plant medicines are, they are they're actually real in mm-hmm. fact a, a lot of the medicines that we have conventional medicines have their sources coming from oh, nature okay yes so actually when somebody makes a claim that they have this concoction that can do a b and c as a pharmacist mm-hmm. I would advise you to be careful don't quickly jump at the opportunity to swallow it mm-hmm. yes because a lot of these concoctions do have substances in there that have activity once mm. they get into your body. Mm. And the, the thing about plant medicines is they, they have a lot of components in there right. that do so many things. Mm. So once you swallow it, you have so many things in your body that are doing a number of things that you have no idea about. It's actually a very dangerous situation. Mm. So that is why there are scientists like me. We are trying to look at these medicines and be able to tell exactly what they do so that we can advise on how to use them safely. Mm. Yes.
0: So sometimes even the thing could actually work. Maybe the dosage may even be a problem. Maybe you're supposed to take yes. one tablespoonful, you take 10 yes. because yes. you want to. So how about, again, closely linked to this, right? How about the fact that one drug, Sometimes you sit in the bus, or you're even driving, or you, and then you just hear people. Wait, me say yes, it can do this, and they mention about seventeen sicknesses. Well, sometimes with two or three top-ups, making it twenty. They're like, is it possible for one drug to be able to cure so many ailments?
2: Um, it is. It is highly possible for one drug to have a lot of actions. Okay. As to whether it actually cures the ailments, is something very different. Mm. So um, usually if you take even conventional medicines that right. have a very pure substances in there, usually it's just one substance mm. in the medicine, yes. If you test it pharmacologically, it is going to have a major effect. Mm. And usually that major effect is what we say the medicine is used for. But the truth is that even for purified conventional medicines, mm-hmm they do not have only one specific action. Mm. It is possible that once they get into the body, they can affect other parts of your body. Mm. That is not the primary use of the medicine. That is why when you take medicines, we say you can have things we call side effects. Side effects, yeah. Mm. Do you understand? You are having the side effects because you have that one substance that is doing more than one thing Mm -hmm. in your body. And like I said with the, the, plant medicines, Mm -hmm. because they are not purified, you have so many things in there that are doing a number of things. So it is possible that that concoction Mm. could have a major effect, but then it can have other side effects. Mm. Now as to whether those side effects can result in the curing of a second disease, that one we would have to put signs to it.
0: Interesting. Like you, you are giving us a lot of education, but <laughs> I, I, it gets me thinking, do you even have time for yourself? Do you spend time, do you go out, do you have fun, do you go to the club?
2: Do you club? Um, not as much as when I was younger. Okay. Yes. When you were younger, you were a banker, so yeah. <laughs> it's understandable. <laughs> right. Yes, so, I, I do. I do. So how, I have a
0: social life. How do you manage it? How do you, does this have an impact on even your personal life, your friends? Do you even have friends outside this
2: lab? Yes I have I have friends uh, outside this club I have friends outside the university mm. yes in fact when I when I decide to um, go out I go out a lot with my friends outside to the club the university. yeah sometimes we, we go to the club sometimes we just go sit down somewhere mm. sometimes we go out of town mm. yes we go on road trips. and that sort of thing, Yeah. Not
0: bad, maybe I can switch to this once journalism fails me, (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) That was just by the window, but um, back to one of the things that usually a lot of people talk about when it comes to plant medicine and the like. Uh, The view is that successive governments have not been very supportive in that direction, as in making funds available, uh, pushing people in that direction, even logistics and all of that. Um, What would you say is the current state do people get the, the necessary support in, in doing some of these researches?
2: No. That's the truth. Um, African governments in general are not very supportive mm. when it comes to research. This government specifically um, was quite promising in the beginning because mm. one of the first um, statements, very bold statements that the, the president made was he was going to dedicate about one percent of our GDP towards research mm-hmm. and in setting up the National Research Fund. In fact, we were all very excited. Because if you look at all the countries where they, they do advanced research, it is because there is a lot of government support. Mm, that's true. We don't have it in these parts. So we were very excited about it. Mm. Unfortunately we haven't seen anything.
0: But the research fund is up, is it not? Um You are enjoying book and research allowance, are you not?
2: I am given um, a research allowance of 1,500 Ghana CDs a year. 1,500? Yes.
0: To do research?
2: To do research. I can hardly buy glassware with my 1,500 Ghana CDs. So if you give me 1,500 Ghana CDs and there's COVID and you ask me for a cure of COVID, um, what I also ask is how exactly are you expecting Put it me to come, you asked
0: the question are you mad <laughs> <laughs> how can come i buy that cure hmm. with 1500
2: right. ghana cedi a year.
0: so to to do a success a successful research how much would you need
2: currently um, under the, uh, under perfect circumstances, um, about a million dollars.
0: Oh no, okay, that's perfect. Yes, we are too imperfect to even begin to consider that. So let's say something around a hundred thousand dollars. Would it suffice?
2: Um, it can do it can do something significant, but you can't develop a drug with a budget of hundred thousand dollars. So,
0: with you looking at epilepsy, what is the budget in mind? I mean, now you've mentioned that you've gotten some plans which are beginning to show some promise in that regard. So you are a step closer to finding that. I'm sure once maybe you are there's some sort of support, perhaps you can go a long way. How much are we looking at?
2: Five million dollars. Because so, like I said, we have to test it in the lab, mm-hmm. and prove that it's working. Then we have to make it into a medicine. That's a formulation step. Then we have to do clinical trials. Right. Yes, clinical trials is where you test it in humans. Mm. Clinical trials are very expensive. Yeah. Yes, you have to recruit the people, you have to compensate the people, you have to provide um, the adequate environment to be able to test. Yes, mm. these mm. things run in in the millions. Right. Yes. That's why you usually have a lot of pharmaceutical companies, mm. big pharma sponsoring these these um, processes. Right. Yes, because. It's very, very capital intensive,
0: yeah. Five million dollars. Yes,
2: do you have five million dollars uh, for me?
0: Well, I'm sure, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually hoping that some of our viewers are able to support, and actually that's, that's one very interesting thing I'm, I'm hoping to achieve with this very interview, because um, your story is very inspiring. Uh, for someone who could have been anything she wanted, <clears throat> considering how smart you are <clears throat> and how intelligent you are, you decided to actually focus on humanity and to help, I mean, it, it gives me the impression that, with some support, uh, a lot of good can come to Ghana through you yes, yes. and through a lot of others. Yes. So, um, okay, how much of that do you have now, though? Um, none. Now, take the thousand five out. So, <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I I have had funding from other people's governments. Okay. Which is running out. So,
0: so other governments have yes. seen the relevance of your research to the extent that they are pumping money into it. Yes, but not our government.
2: Not our government. Ah. Yes. So, and that is the situation for a lot of researchers in Ghana. Yeah. We actually have to look outside the country yeah. for funding. Yes. Right. So, sometimes the U.S. government, Canadian government, U.K. government. Yeah. Yes. I have some researcher friends who, because of the COVID right. and then the economic crunch they right. came with, they had their funding cut-off
0: yeah.
2: because those governments are also reducing their research budgets.
0: True. Yes.
2: True. So uh, I have had um, funding in the past. The Most active one currently runs out in November. Mm. Yes. So you technically can say I have no money at this point.